When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, KB Toy Store. All right. Do you remember KB Toy Store? I do. Here you go. Amazing that there are no more toy stores. I mean, other toy than, stores are done. Other than like, like beautiful people's like uh, little boutiquey places. Although you know what's funny? So my work gave me as a gift a gift card to this uh, very like rich people boutiquey baby store in Boston. They don't have clothes, but they have like toys and baby gear and very expensive like strollers and high chairs and stuff. So me and the kids picked out some new fresh toys for the new baby, a new bobby pillow, different stuff. Um, The day after I placed the order, I received an email message from the company thanking us for supporting them through the years and they will be closing. Oh no, really? They're a brick and mortar store in Boston baby store yeah oh my goodness oh yeah man that's it's tough out there for conventional retailers it really really is it is and people in boston aren't having babies i mean true yeah i mean like like you are not at the same rate obviously yes i'm i'm winning over a lot of people in the baby category Okay, so before we get to the women of renown, who we're going to talk about in a moment, mm-hmm. um, one we talked about yesterday already, the sushi girl, rather cute, although she uses the word cute in a way that I can't really, I should have cut that audio right out so I could, because I don't want to have to clean it up again, but I'm going to have to. Yeah. And then this the, other one in Australia. Who, she's a cute $80,000 in debt. You're right, exactly. And then this other one in Australia who's got the high body count, 300 people. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've played on that on this show, though. No, but it's, uh, I don't think there's audio. Oh, okay. I mean, she it's does do audio stuff, okay. but I don't. I didn't get it. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. We approve. She slept with 300 people in a year, I think, correct? Yeah, in a year. Yes. Yes, including five in one day. You and, haven't done that. No. And she's still... It would be remarkable if you had done that and hadn't bothered to tell me <laughs> under the clause that I hadn't asked. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, I have not done that. And that's like, that takes a lot of time and that takes a lot of time and dedication. Have you ever slept with 300 people in one year or five in one day or both? Do you, do you think, what percentage of that being possible do you think there is? A small percentage. Yes. I have not slept with. I mean, that's like a lot of time and effort dedicate. I wouldn't even know where to find 300 people. I don't think that's almost one a day. You just walk into a bar and walk out of the bar. But she uses Tinder and all those things too. So well, yeah, but that's like averaging one a day. If she, if it takes at least a few hours out of your day to go find somebody to sleep with a new person. You go to nineteen ninety four Tom Shattuck. She walks into the bar and says, "I'd like you to follow me and sleep with me." There are no questions asked. I absolutely would have. And then if she stopped (sighs) me at the door and said, "I think you should know, you'll be the three hundredth person this year." Zero problemo. That would not be an issue. But should we start with some hard news? Sure. As it were. Um, okay, so hold on. We're going to... We're going to get what, back to that. We're going to get... Yes, we're going to get back to that. Here is a high school in San Francisco and a bunch of pro-Palestine kids... Walking through the halls, scaring the hell out of all the Jewish kids. That's that's the that is my big takeaway from what I've uh, learned this year. And one good is that the, this is a very anti-Semitic country. The other thing is um, that I've learned is that some people aren't having it. So this lady at UC Davis is said that she loves the fact that that we can kill boss, that we can uh, go to house to house and find Jews here. She's in deep kimchi. They are whacking people left and right from jobs um, for doing this. The guy we played the other day, uh, the union guy in Connecticut, mm-hmm. they whacked, or he... Self-whacked? He, yeah, he resigned, he's gone. Uh, and people are being brought to bear, which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not cancel culture when you're trying to uh, ferret out employees who might be along to a blood cult. Well, right. And when is the Democratic Party, by the way, going to start taking the squad off committees because they made the Republicans, well, made, but the Republicans, like, at every at all the Democrats urging took, like, Marjorie Taylor Greene off committees because she mm-hmm. was too dangerous, remember? But how come the squad gets to be openly anti-Semitic and genocidal towards Jews and, right. like, nothing, crickets, They're still, they still get to do everything? Anyway, and, you know, Rashida Tlaib... Uh, incited her thing yesterday, right? Obviously, they yep. were in the not the main Capitol building, but the other, the like Cannon whatever office building, and but they all were doing their demonstration in there and whatever, and talking about this hospital that was bombed that wasn't bombed, obviously. Um, and she still hasn't corrected the record, said sorry, any of that. She's not sorry. She doesn't think she did anything wrong, and right. she doesn't think she's in the wrong, and she still believes that 500 innocent civilians were killed by an Israeli airstrike on a hospital that didn't happen. And Which, which I, I'm, it's not just her. This is what they're deciding to do. It works better for us if that is true. So it's true. Yep. It works better for me if I do believe that I heard somebody say the N-word at Fenway Park to a player. So, yep, I'm going with it. Yep. And... And there's support for for it. People are are willing to play along, so why not? 
Well, yeah. And so like I told you, you yesterday, it was incredible that they had this picture. They ran with a picture of a totally different bombed out building on the front of the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and a bunch mm-hmm. of these uh, in the story about the hospital being destroyed, which wasn't the hospital wasn't destroyed. A bomb hit its parking lot like people died or a rocket rather a Palestinian rocket hit the parking lot. People died, which is terrible and sad. But the hospital is just fine. And people are in there. Listen to this correction in the New York Times, too. Um, A woman. This is from the original article. A woman shared a video she recorded as she made her way through the rubble of the ruined hospital, asking, where am I supposed to go? The images, as well as Hamas's immediate statements blaming Israel and the delay in Israeli denials combined to fuel angry blah, blah, blah. So what do you think if you're reading that? That you would think that the New York Times had seen a video of a woman making her way through the rubble of the ruined hospital. Right, of course. Would you not? Yes. So flash forward to the current version of the article. A woman shared a video she recorded as she made her way through the hospital, asking, (laughs) where am I supposed to go? And then at the bottom of the story, a correction was made on October 18th. An earlier version of this article incorrectly described a video filmed by a woman at the hospital after the blast. The hospital itself was not ruined. Its parking lot was damaged most heavily in the blast. Right. That's quite a freaking (laughs) correction to say that you described a video as being a video of a woman walking through the rubble of what used to be a hospital, and then you corrected to say she just filmed herself walking through the hospital, That is, which is still standing. That is a profoundly different <laughs> uh, conclusion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are two very I mean, different things. But that's not a... That's not even like... That shouldn't be a correction. That should be a take down your well, story no, yes. and start over. Yes, that's a shots fired in Dallas. <laughs> President Kennedy narrowly missed. I know. Just take down your story. Yeah, your headline was wrong a bunch of times. Your article was wrong a bunch of times. Just do the decent thing here. And meanwhile, also, like I said yesterday, they continue to blame Elon Musk for this. I pulled together a bunch of different tweets from different people. So, like, here's Jimmy Wales from Wikipedia which has no problems with credibility, I would say. Fast-moving claims and counterclaims, Elon Musk has removed all the core features that made it even remotely possible to tell real journalists from fakes. So it's such a pussy cop-out, it's incredible. You mean like the real journalists at the New York Times who said they saw a video of a woman walking through the rubble of the hospital? Brandy Zadrozny from um, MSNBC. I'm so angry about how impossible it is to tell what's real or fake on this site anymore. There's just nowhere else to go, so we all just stay here and act like anything is reliable. It wasn't perfect, but now all the guardrails are perfect. gone. Replaced by perverse incentives to fake. It's awful. Well, but that's not all they're doing. What they're doing is now they're writing thoughtful pieces about the coverage and trying to explain to you and I how difficult real-time war reporting is. Right. The New York Times uh, writes, After hospital blast, headlines shift with changing claims. Here's a subhead. The fast-moving events highlighted the difficulty of covering the war between Israel and Hamas. The shifting coverage about a deadly explosion at a hospital in Gaza highlighted the difficulties of reporting on a fast-moving war in which few journalists remain on the ground while claims fly freely on social media. Claims, like, from us. Well, claims from Hamas that you guys picked up. 
and yeah. put into print and put in splashed. They flowed freely <clears throat> because they were being repeated by so-called reliable journalists. Yes. Yes. And then people in, in radical Muslims in front of embassies all over the Middle East then screenshot that New York Times article and acted on it. The first reports of a strike hit at the uh, Ali Arab Hospital in Gaza City came early Tuesday afternoon, Eastern Time. A spokesman for the Gaza Health Ministry said in an Israeli airstrike had caused the explosion, killing at least 200 people, which they ran with immediately. Yeah. The Gaza Health Ministry. These are a terrorist organization's flack. Right. Killing at least 200 people. In a televised interview, a health ministry spokesman later said the death toll exceeded 500 which the ministry later changed to hundreds, which, of course, the Times probably followed the changes because the ministry oh, yeah. essentially was writing headlines for the Times. The news changed quickly over a couple of hours. Many Western news organizations... Well, the news didn't really change. No. The news was that there was no hospital bomb. The <laughs> Hamas had bombed the parking lot. News changed quickly over a couple of hours. Many Western news organizations, including the New York Times, reported the Gazan claims in prominent headlines and articles. They adjusted the coverage after the Israeli military issued a statement urging caution. Hmm, why would they urge caution like that? Guys, urge caution. Oh, we should be cautious. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, we shouldn't just believe everything Hamas says as gospel truth the people who murder babies and kidnap old people and torture and rape everybody? The news organizations then reported the Israeli military's assertion, the assertion that the blast was the result of a failed rocket launch by Palestinian is Palestine Islamic Jihad an armed group with Hamas? Yeah, here comes the paywall. Uh, uh, they later DJ go on. Hold on. They later go mm -hmm. on to um, praise themselves for the quick work they did in recovering. Yeah. Even though that picture of the rubble was up today. Yeah, the picture of the building that's not the hospital right. that's bombed. DJ Judd at CNN. Apropos of nothing, impossible to describe how much of this platform's decision to replace its verification system with an $8 subscription model has hamstrung breaking news reporting at a time where trusted sources are all the more important. Then you have Alan Omar, who is one of the few members of the squad who actually went out and said it looks like maybe we were wrong about who bombed the hospital. She said, It is a reminder that information is often unreliable and disputed in the fog of war, especially on Twitter where misinformation is rampant. We all have a responsibility to ensure information we are sharing is from credible sources and to acknowledge as new reports come in. But once again, this is like what I told you earlier this morning. This is like with the COVID stuff. When after everything came out, when it turned out they were wrong about everything and they turned around and they were like, wow, we really all need to forgive each other and learn from this. And it was like, wait, I don't have to forgive. Right. Like, I don't have anything to be. Thanks for forgiving me, but I didn't do anything to you. Right. Like, so, so, yeah. So in other words, you did Twitter, this to me. We all made mistakes during Twitter, COVID. Twitter, we Twitter all have tempted, a responsibility to ensure that the information we share is accurate. Twitter well, was too what tempting. did I do? I didn't share anything inaccurate. Twitter was too tempting for my confirmation bias, and so I couldn't resist it. I had to go for it. It was right there. I mean, it served it up to me. I can't resist a good uh, Israel is our monster story. I know. I it mean, was like, a picture of rubble. And, you know, Elon Musk made Twitter rampant with misinformation, so. it's it is, Which is hilarious, because once again, as you've said, they were the auteurs of the misinformation, right. and Twitter cleaned it up. Yeah, Twitter and community notes is, a, and the fact that there was so much other competing information available on Twitter right away 
um, is really the only reason why the New York Times and all these places had to go back and correct their headlines. If there were no Twitter and if there were no community notes and if, for example, they had been able to do what they did like during the Hunter Biden laptop stuff and just, you know, like shut off anybody who they deemed not credible, then we might never know the truth of what happened no, at the hospital. It would be day, well, it would be day three of now a thousand dead, says the uh, Hamas mm-hmm. ministry deputy. And um, all of them are babies. That would be the news now. And the New York Times would be going with it and saying, yeah, well, this right. is fine. But um, yeah, we were talking also about how who's the worst member of the squad. And I was saying that I think like Rashida Tlaib is like pulling ahead here on this because this is like her issue where she really shines mm-hmm. as being a terrible human being. But uh, Congressman Cory Bush just a couple hours ago with a late entry in the worst member of the squad competition uh, came out and tweeted, what we are not going to do is call yesterday's courageous and nonviolent anti-war pro-peace demonstrations an insurrection. This was good trouble civil disobedience. And let's be clear, January 6th was not civil disobedience. It was an insurrection. So, you know, she goes on to talk about civil disobedience and nonviolent movements and the the right wing is trying to criminalize dissent, but we're not going to let them and all this stuff. Uh, Yeah. So. So. uh, okay. So that was a pro-peace demonstration. The pro-terrorism. Yes demonstration that just happened at congress right and just like harvard today had a pro support palestine right um all that the support palestine day is a pro hamas demonstration right because it's in response to a massacre from hamas right hamas kills a bunch of jewish people which they say is their goal all the time because they say from the river to the sea palestine must be free and by free they mean free of jewish people so if you go out then at a demonstration after they slaughter all the Jewish people and you repeat their slogans and you wear a hang glider t-shirt, you're not pro-peace. You're pro-terrorism. Right. There's no... Right. I mean... No, it, no it's like it, the, the day after the Sandy Hook killing having a pro-Lanza family demonstration. Right. Well, the other members of the Lanza family didn't do anything. They're innocent in all this. Right. And other families have done bad things, too, in this town. I know. I mean, like, it's just it would be a shocking thing to do. Right. Because because it's a shocking thing to do when they're doing it. And calling it a pro-peace demonstration is just insane. So Cori Bush making a late play for being the most terrible member of the squad, because, like I said, they should all be off their committees immediately with this stuff. They're all terrible. Um, there and once again, there are a bunch of. Here's another Democratic uh, rep um, who um, who has routinely questioned Israel's rights to defend themselves. You think that Israel does not have a right to defend itself? I've never said that. Do you think they do have a right to defend themselves? I think that it's important that everyone has a right to defend themselves against heinous acts. I think that proportionality matter. This is it's, everybody's they're running like rats, which is good. A lot of mm-hmm. them are anyway. Not all of them, obviously. Um, so we were talking earlier today, and we should probably mention this before we move on to the ladies. 
Uh, there's a lot of stuff you want to get to. Oh, oh no, no, no. We got to get to the White House admits they accidentally doxed the U.S. Special Forces by posting an uncensored photo of them with Biden and Israel. Yeah, they posted it to the White House Instagram. A bunch of the, the Special Forces people that they were going to go send to try and get out hostages. They tweeted out a picture of Biden talking to them with their faces all in it. Freaking remarkable. Remarkable. This comms team at this White House blows. <sighs> I don't know who's running it. I know Corrine doesn't run it. She's a press secretary, but the, I assume the press... They must all be children. Yeah. Yes. They've got all... Or be... working for Hamas or both. Um, somebody already quit the State Department because he's upset that Biden is too pro-Israel. Yes. I saw... There was a woman that I saw was uh, Department of Homeland Security who was talking about killing Jews or something. Yeah, that's a different... That's... Um, that's I think that's DHS. She had written um, on social media, F Israel and any Jew who supports Israel and posted images of the Hamas terrorists parachuting in with guns, glorifying the attack. Uh, she's now been placed on leave. So she was an officer at the Department of Homeland Security, which is just fabulous. So this administration really finding the winners here to hire and work on keeping us safe. I mean, I feel safe with the person who wants to kill every Jew who supports Israel. Yeah. Is running DHS. That or working in the I Department of so. Homeland Security. That seems fine. What? Like, what are they possibly doing? I hope that quietly the luggage freak has been brought back into the administration in a key role. Uh, like, Where do they even go to find these people? Well, it's there. It's all intersectionality. You know, this is essentially a huge HR operation, right? To showcase the first historic firsts. So you find the biggest. You look around and say, "Okay, this freak has got to be something first. I mean, not nobody has one of these. Let's, right. let's put it in charge of uh, nuclear fuel rods, and that's not. It's not uh, wrong. I don't think. I think that's pretty much how it's happening. Uh, meanwhile, we were shot at today. The the guided missile destroyer USS Kearney, operating in the northern Red Sea earlier today, shot down three land attack cruise missiles and several drones that were launched by Houthi forces in Yemen. This action was a demonstration of the integrated air and missile defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were shooting at Israel, supposedly, and our our guys in the area mm -hmm. took it down, took them out. <sighs> What's your like thought, by the way? I mean, on if, how involved we should be in this or not be in it. I think because you've got kind of like two fleets are good up there. I think because you've good, got kind of the Tucker wing of the party making noises. No, I like know we shouldn't. I'll take the fleets up there, and if Iran or Hezbollah moves in, then we help with support. Uh, chuck some cruise missiles over at Tehran if uh, if if they engage fully in the in the thing mm -hmm. and um and supplement Israel and blow away some uh, radical uh, jihadis I'm all for it I want I'm all for my tax dollars being used but you're not you don't want to send troops I don't want uh, our guys on the ground no okay. no I also just don't know the shape of our military anymore and oh yeah well that's true also right uh, we, we've put our time in in that uh, part of is that a hemisphere over there I mean, well, it is a hemisphere. Okay. We but... put our time in over there for the time being. We're uh, good. Region. We're yeah. good from now on. We can use uh, remote controls and joysticks in Virginia to Drones do most of our killing. Yep. Yes. So most of our unconstitutional yeah. legal I killing. Yeah, I mean, I America. also am of the opinion that 
Israel has quite a lot of capabilities. Mm-hmm. The, they don't they need just, us. They hamstring themselves a lot to try and avoid getting blamed for being mean, right? They don't want to be seen as genociders, so they, you know, they hold back a lot. Right. I mean, obviously, Israel has nukes, so if they wanted to genocide Palestinians, it would be very easy for them to genocide the Palestinians. They're completely, they have the weaponry capabilities to do that. Do you think if Hamas had nukes, we would know about it? I think they would be used in the resistance. And I think people in Washington, D.C. would be parading around at Harvard saying, yeah, good, awesome. Yeah, so Resistance who's genociding who? Who's genociding who? I need your emotional, I need to read mm-hmm. your heart for a moment. Okay. You see a lot of these people um, blocking the roads in the southwest when a bus uh, drove through and they were climate activists blocking mm-hmm. the roads. And a bus just kind of made its way through without uh, without doing much. It, not at a fast pace, but enough to put a scare into people. Maybe hurt some people, possibly kill some mm-hmm. people. What is your feeling on this? I think it's fine. Do they need to put some sort of device like around the edge of the front of the... Like a cow catcher thing? Yeah, like, like a... Trains a have? Yeah, like a cow pusher to just uh, kind of like sh- sweep everyone out yeah, of the way. Yeah, you don't want them stuck in the grill. You don't want to take, <laughs> you don't want to take them like all the way to Detroit, you know, with these uh, bodies, <laughs> legs sticking out of them. So there you go. That's what I figured you'd pretty much feel, Alice. Cold, cold, cold. <laughs> all right. Um, let me see. Anything else? Well, it's not really, not really. But we've been spending a lot of time talking about this stuff. Obviously, should we get back to your girl from yesterday? Or? Uh yeah. So let's talk about the sushi girl briefly because we did start the topic last night, but we were a bit um, late in the day. And about just the expectations young people have that they're going to get a degree in something as inane as business marketing. And all of a sudden be offered a job that pays 150000 to $200,000 a year. Here she is. I have a bone to pick with America! So I'm headed to my serving job. I f***ing hate it. I f***ing hate it. Be why I make more money serving. I have my literal business marketing degree that put me in a cute Oh, that way she says that makes me want to strangle her. Ugh. And I make more serving sushi rolls because I was a, I've been applying to marketing jobs for weeks now, and the the pay cut is insane, insane. But the jobs that are like a cute one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand. Hey, you her using this, Alice? I'm mm-hmm. not getting those. I'm a twenty, almost twenty five year old. My birthday soon. Almost twenty five year old chick going against, you know, corporate ass America. People with so much experience. All I got is my degree. You know, people say, get your degree. But then they don't talk about how you need experience. The degree was the experience! Ha 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 relax. Okay, the first thing she, when she started to, she said, I hate my job. And then she took a, a drink of her latte and then said, I, 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 it cost me, I'm in a cute eight, $80,000 debt. Right there, that brings a violent feeling to my to me. Mm-hmm. But first of all, I bleeping hate my job. I bleeping hate my job. I bet you she's not making as much as she could as as at the sushi restaurant because the self importance is bursting out of her. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm so much better than this and of you people, just so you know. You Haven't guys have you to known people to. who are like that, though? Frig when yes. you, Because yes. I've worked a lot of jobs like that, too, and I like... I mean, I like every job because I'm a weirdo like that, so I enjoy them. But there's always... Every place I've worked like that, there's always somebody who's like, well, I'm going to night school and I'm getting my degree. There was a, the last restaurant I worked at. There was a girl who was getting a, like a dental assistant degree or something, or like a nursing assistant degree. I forget, but she it was some kind of like medical thing, but not like she wasn't studying to be a doctor. She mm-hmm. was studying like she was like at night school to get like whatever, and. She was like, I can't believe this customer just mansplained to me about why he can't have gluten because blah, blah, blah. And I know this because I actually studied this in school and all this stuff. But yeah, there's always these people out here who've decided they're way too good for these jobs. Well, yes. <clears throat> and also, not only does she, does she think she's way too good for her the job she has now, mm-hmm. but she's got to be a terrible interviewer. Well, yeah, because she also thinks she's too good for yes. the entry-level marketing job. Yes. Yeah, I have a degree. It cost me a cute $80,000, just so you know. So let's skip the, you know... You're going to give me this job, right. which I'm obviously way too good for. Yes. And it- I expect to be in the executive meetings. <laughs> like, But where do people think... I mean... And also, you know what? If she's got a marketing degree... How devastating is this video for her? Right. This, what What does this video do to her brand for prospective employers? And that's supposed to be her expertise, marketing right. herself. Well, she's marketed herself being a bitching, moaning, pain in the ass. It's like this is a person you already know is an HR problem. Already she's a bad employee and a cancer in the, in the mm-hmm. office. And this is the best she can do. Like she could actually use TikTok to market herself, but she's not. She's using TikTok to bitch and moan. Because using TikTok to market herself would take some work, creativity, you know, ingenuity. And you know, she doesn't want to have to do that. She wants the cool office with a, with a great desk and a driver to and from work and an awesome work credit card where they can go to the Capitol Grill every Thursday. She wants all the good stuff now because she's really important. It's like She is proven right there what she is. She, and she's not... She is worth below the sushi job. Unless right. you said it was naked sushi. She's not doing naked sushi. She would have mentioned that. That would have been good marketing because I would turn my verdict on her <laughs> in a second. If people are eating sushi off of her, that Maybe would be they good. are. I don't think they are. I think she would have mentioned that. I think she would, would have mentioned that, obviously. Um, so that was my supposition was that it was naked sushi, but... She's not naked sushi. If she's naked sushi and she didn't... Tell that story, then she really is more than worthless. You don't highlight one good asset. Instead, you just showcase all bad character aspects of yourself. That's it. Yes, sir. Like even the way she talks. Mm-hmm. I mean, a cute eighty thousand dollars. Even that's annoying. She's the worst yeah. marketer in the ever that, heard. And to say that she has a bone to pick with America over it too. Like, America did this to her. Yes, like, yes. The rest of us aren't stopping in noticing how special and unique she is. (laughs) Do you know how many people have marketing degrees? Like, a lot. I also think that probably the best people in marketing are not people with degrees. 
they're people who learn to market to promo things to uh, and you have other skills too you know a lot of marketing people don't have specifically marketing degrees a lot of people have like math or economics degrees or other things but i mean a huge number and i actually work in a marketing department a very large number of the people in our marketing department anyway and in our c-suite by the way also are come from doing brick and mortar retail and they know a lot about the retail business and about selling stuff before it was called you know digital commerce right. e-marketing whatever you want to call it right and that you know being in radio more like you know 15 and years ago when i was mm -hmm. in radio it Whereas radio for the big sports station, while the Red Sox were selling, so there was huge. We had all alphas, sales alphas, marketing alphas. One of the marketing guys, Bill Alfano, you can use my Facebook friend. He was the most confident in every meeting, did the most homework of anybody. He was the biggest alpha. He um, he uh, was a leader among men. He took he had no time for any bullshit. This guy would arrive to promotions that were happening. And any street teamer who was late was fired on the spot. Let go. You're gone. Gone immediately. Didn't mm -hmm. matter. You were gone. He had no... T it was... This is a game for serious men. Or at least he was a serious right. man. And women. Uh, but these are not... These, no, the pussy like her is not... She's oh, not yeah. one of those. He well, also, how much I, money do you also, think... Also, he, they work money? a bleep ton of hours. The people oh, who yeah. are good at it live, sleep, and breathe this stuff. Oh, Yeah. Huge. And, I mean, how much money do you think he was making? Probably. I, I think he was probably making, it, I have no idea, but I would say 150 In the two. 150 to 200 which is what yeah. she thinks she should be getting paid. Right. Yeah. Which is and as a matter fact, insane. I, once, I, I, I was talking to him one time and about making more money in radio, and his, his great advice was get close to the money. Stay close to the money. Because marketing is close to the money. They're all right, right. next to sales. Sales is getting checks cut. So mm -hmm. it's just very good. It's, it's there's a certain type, and I'm not that type. I'm not a leader. Like I mean, I'll bust my own rear end to do my own show, the way I would want to. But I'm not a. I've had bosses who are like this. I'm not like a. Okay, we got this project done. Let's go to see you at five a.m. tomorrow, guys, to start the next one. I was like, always, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> but, but the real ass kickers, you know, do that. They're mm -hmm. always looking for a bigger thing. Always a bigger thing. Always a bigger thing. Always a bigger thing. And those guys are, that's great. Those are real marketing people. Not this self They're real marketing people. And another really big thing in marketing, a lot of it is connections too. And I'm not sure how much that played in, in radio because I don't know that much about the radio marketing business. Mm -hmm. Like if I were going to try and get into marketing radio, I would have to start at the bottom too because I don't know enough about it. But like... A lot of marketing is connections. So if you're gonna, if you think you're gonna be a marketing executive who's gonna be making in the multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars, you have to like have connections at, for example, like the right magazines where you're gonna want your ads placed. You're gonna want to know how to do a request for a proposal to mm -hmm. a bunch of places for advertising packages. You're gonna want to know how to you know, throw an event where you invite all the magazine editors to come look at your new fall collection. How is she going to do that? 
No, you're is right. she going to call up the editor of Vogue yeah, and right. invite her to come look at the new fall collection of a company? Like, where does she think that stuff comes from? It happens because you have to have experience and connections and have a relationships with people in the industry. It has to be something that you know, happens over time from the buildup of having a career in that world over a period of time. You can't just walk in the door as a 24-year-old and be like, oh, I'm now going to be the head of marketing of this company. It's such an absurd thing to think. But she clearly has no idea how the world works, which is why maybe she should focus a little harder at the sushi serving job, whatever it is, and find out a little bit more about how that business is run. What if you went to the person who owns the sushi restaurant or the sushi business or whatever it is, and you ask them about who's doing their social media marketing, who's designing their website, what are they doing to end up in point. the, you know, Boston's best sushi restaurants list. This great point. Month. You know, like there's, if you want to do marketing, right. there's opportunities in every industry to do marketing if you want to. But yeah. since she shows zero interest in finding out about the marketing of the sushi business, why should she show any interest in doing any of the marketing for anywhere else. Yeah, that's exactly right. She should be finding a way to get more people into that place right now and show yeah, them that she's then, the person. You know what? She'll be the marketing person. Yeah, and then you know what? Then the next time you go to apply to that other job, now your resume says that you were doing the social media marketing at, at XYZ right. for X number of years, and now you have experience. That's how this works. But if you're too ungrateful about your sushi job and complaining about it on social media to even think about how you could use it as an opportunity to further yourself in your career, then you know, then you probably don't deserve to go anywhere else. But you know, maybe she'll find a guy that she doesn't annoy enough that he'll marry her and take her off the rest but of our hands. Do you think she's very materialistic? She's petty. She's um, annoying. Like, what guy is she going to... I mean, she the personality she has picked as a 24-year-old is a bad one. She needs to turn it in and get <laughs> it serious and get a new one. Because this one's not going to work. Unless the falling in love personality overwrites this one and then she can be happy. But this... That personality is not going to work. I have low standards. She's blonde and fairly attractive. It doesn't take much, but I don't like this lady. You would not be spending time with her? God, it would suck. Ugh. This lady I would have spent this, time with. The 300 guys lady? Yes. Uh, I slept with 300 people. Well, apparently eat. not much time. She wouldn't have much time to spend with you because... I slept, I don't need much time else. I, I slept <laughs> with 300 people in a year. Haters say I'm disgusting, but I feel empowered. There is audio, you're right. An Australian woman who says she had sex with more than 300 people in one year found the experience, quote, empowering. Annie Knight, 26, uh, told the Kyle and Jackie O show that she even managed to bed five people in a single day during the frisky, fun-filled year. I felt empowered afterward, the almost the amorous Aussie declared. Sex makes me feel good. It's meant to make me you feel good. Knight's I don't even know if I've ever had sex with you five times in one day. Isn't that just a I, lot, no matter how many people you're talking about? I usually cut you off at three. <laughs> um, I felt uh, Knight sleeps with men and women and told the radio program that she met many of her sex partners on dating apps. However, she also has a roster of regulars on speed dial that she calls up whenever she feels like getting down and dirty. You can't have that many regulars. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, 
things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you do 300 in a year. Yeah. She says, the messier the sex, the better, she enthused. Ooh. I don't know about that. That seems like an unsafe way to live. Uh, Knight, who has been dubbed Australia's most sexually active woman, Added that nothing is off limits when it comes to experimenting in bedrooms, saying, I'm, tr- I'm down to trying anything. However, uh, not everyone is as impressed by Knight's unabashed enthusiasm for sex, with one hater describing her as disgusting. She is not disgusting. I'll tell you that. She's disgusting. No, she is not. Knight, who, was, who has an OnlyFans account, surprised, was also fired from her marketing job after bosses uncovered her saucy cyber activities. The sex enthusiast told uh, the show that there's no shortage of kinky content on her page as she does pretty much everything on camera. <laughs> Knight recently hit headlines after she spoke out about being axed from her job to a separate outlet. More of a pictorial here. Last thing I wanted to do was to get fired if someone found my OnlyFans. There was a, a list of three reasons why I was basically fired, Knight stated, saying she was very upset and very angry by her company's decision to ax her. They said I falsely advised that I had a side business didn't ask permission from the company, yada, yada, yada. This is beside the point. So let me see what this audio does. I have not... Uh, okay, right now this audio is this day in history. That's not going to be working for me. Hold on. But yeah, I mean, it, clearly part of this is just a gimmick to get more people to subscribe to our OnlyFans, yes? How many people would you have slept with in that year? Yeah, give us some numbers. Uh, Probably 300. <gasps> Jesus. In one year. In a day, five. In one day. So, okay, there's a few ways I feel about this. One, if I had been 24 years old, like I said, yes, I would have said nope. If I was 30 and if if I was not married to you and right now she wanted to, I would have absolutely yes. Why? Because she's attractive. Isn't there like something to sleeping with somebody who has like a little bit more of a standard like that you're in a little bit more of an exclusive club no this is simply just isn't it like the groucho marks like i wouldn't want to be a part of any club that would have me as a member like well i'm part of one of those right now (laughs) and it's a strike on you as a matter of fact but that's what i'm saying like isn't the fact that like the standards are so low that she slept with 300 guys in one year like isn't it almost insulting all she has to do is be attractive and that's it Mm. Like, but you wouldn't be thinking about all the other guys. I would be thinking about the risks and burning pain that could be coming at some point. Um, I would think about that. But then again, you know, I did have an early on girlfriend who was similar. I don't think it was 300, but it was hard not to run into somebody she had slept with in that town Hmm. back when I was 20 years old. Um, um, and there were risks involved, as a matter of fact, and it, there was some burning pain. Um, <clears throat> but here's the thing, and obviously, there's obviously, she's missing something. There's no doubt about that. I'm sure she's having fun having sex as well, 
But at some point, she probably will want to be in love. And it's going to be hard to be in love when everybody on the island has had a <laughs> whack at you. Um, I also think that... But don't you think there's something there? And there was an article I was reading today about a woman who was on the cover of a magazine a few years ago for freezing her eggs because it was like mm -hmm. so empowering to freeze your eggs. It was freeze your eggs and free your career. And by 45, she hadn't found anybody to have kids with. So she tried to unfreeze her eggs. She had spent $19,000 to freeze 11 eggs and all of them failed. And then she was just out of, well, out of yes. luck. So like, but there's something to that, even if it's just, it's not about having kids. It's just about falling in love. It's like some of this stuff, it's like there's a time limit on it a little bit. No? Well, I my feeling is this, is that, there's nothing that about her now that's exclusive to the guy she loves. Right. She's already loving dirtiness with hundreds of other people. Probably thousands by the time she decides right. she wants to settle down. And so, like, what is she going to give the new guy that's expressly for the person she loves? Now, a bunch of women who are promiscuous do get married and they do still have sex and they think of it differently in their minds, I guess. I mean, are there that many women who are happily married who have a body count that high? Uh, like, like in uh, the hundreds and thousands? No, which got me to thinking, and we talked to Timmy Canton about this today, is like, she is essentially doing numbers of a hardworking prostitute without getting paid. Well, she is getting paid. She's doing get getting OnlyFans money. Well, yeah, but she could just lie about all the numbers of times. But um, mm -hmm. but she's not getting paid for all the tricks she's turning for free. All these guys are just getting this for free, right? Which is just a, like a, a huge win for these guys. They're like, wow, this was really easy and great. And it's, and now I'm getting booty calls from this blonde lady who lives downtown. Like you, you can. And that's another thing too. It, the problem is is that. Women have a value. Yeah. And one of the things... And intimacy with women in particular yes, has a value, a, a market huge, value. It's a huge value. And mm -hmm. it's awesome. And it's, you know, it's like three-fourths of really what guys are looking for. And so she's devalued herself altogether. She's, nobody has to do anything or treat her with any... As a matter of fact, probably they can treat her with less respect than a hooker because a hooker, a prostitute, is, I mean, you'll get raided on her little Uber thing, you know? Right. And, the, you know, the, the company or whatever that's dealing with him now. But she's just totally devaluing herself. No, no, none of these guys have to do anything. It's, a it's strictly transactional. That's it. They don't have to give uh, the best um, conversation or charisma or uh, show a particular charm. They don't have to do anything whatsoever. Yeah. Even though. Well, that's kind of like what I was saying. Wouldn't you almost like be insulted? Because it's not like it's not a reflection on you in any positive way that she's choosing to sleep with you. Because clearly the standard is like anybody who breathes. I wouldn't be insulted because I have no pride. But, <laughs> but, I mean, I did talk to a guy today who said that he wouldn't have 
Oh, that's interesting. Really beautiful blonde. You're single and 25 years old. And you say no. And he said, yeah, I'd say no. Like, wow, that's remarkable. I mean, I, that's my mentality, but I'm a girl, so I, I'm different, obviously. But I find that perplexing that you would like even want to. It's so like. It's not the. <sighs> I think guys generally categorize women in a couple of ways. In one is. People to sleep with. In one is people to have as girlfriends and wives. Mm -hmm. And she is obviously, it's going to be hard for her to flip the switch because she's yeah. obviously told everybody and probably talks about it that she well, sleeps yeah. with a lot of guys and makes it very clear. If she's sleeping with five in one day, that takes a precision that I can't even imagine how that she's going to do all that stuff in particular. But I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm. I like her, but I do think there is a devaluing that's happening here, and I do think it's good for the world. By the way, I do think it's good for the balance of relationships for there to be saucy, naughty girls because it's a competition out there, and other girls have to compete. This is a Chris Rock, an old Chris Rock thing. You got to compete, mm -hmm. and so if you got somebody like her, a ten out of ten who's into everything then that is good for guys because you guys have to compete with her. Right? Not well, you, depends. Alice. I know that you're... T t it depends what we want. Yeah, if we want to sleep with 300 guys, we have to compete with her. But we don't necessarily have to compete with her in the wives and girlfriends category. You kind of do. Because if there's out there, if there's goats like her out there, then men know that that's out there and you can feel the gravitational pull for men to want to go to what they don't have next to them. Hmm. It happens. It absolutely happens. Me and Supple, one of the reasons we broke up is Supple decided to act as if we had been together for 10 years and I was still young. And you were an old married couple to her? Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 no. This is not what we're doing. Because we had already broken up and gone back together once. And she's like, let's just hold hands here and just talk for a while. And it's like, eh, eh. is that too much information? It's not, is it? Right. Anyway, that was that was it for something. At least you have a name tag. <laughs> yes, I haven't, I haven't totally named her. Um, Speaking of which, in the chat yesterday, someone guessed that maybe uh, the girl in the Jardians commercial was supple. This is the Jardians commercial here. Once again, this one. I have type 2 diabetes, but I manage it well. Really great singer. It's a little pill with a big story to tell. I take one daily Jardians. At each day start. As time went on, it was easy to see. It's a great song. I'm lowering my A1C. Jardians works 24-7 in your body to flush out some sugar. And for adults with type 2 diabetes and known heart disease, Jardians can lower the risk of cardiovascular death, too. Jardians may cause serious side effects, including ketoacidosis that may be fatal, dehydration that can lead to sudden worsening of kidney function, and genital yeast or urinary tract infections. A rare life-threatening bacterial infection in the yeah, skin that, of the perineum uh, could occur. Does a number Stop on taking the Jardians and calling your doctor right away if you have symptoms One of, of only two countries in the whole world where you can advertise pharmaceuticals directly on the television to consumers. Hold on. So sing it. So there is a, this song is such a hit, and she is already they're already doing um, profiles on her. Yeah. Yes, indeed. 
You're about to hear one, Alice. I'm ready. Can you imagine? It's going to happen at any moment now. Buffering. Just imagine the Guardians girl is coming on in just a second. After the buffer. So excited to hear from her. Do you know what the other country is where you can advertise pharmaceutical products? Belgium. Nope. Israel. The same nope. year that she appeared on AGT. New Zealand. A1C. But the actress from the Guardians commercial has a much bigger story to tell about her life in showbiz. One of the most ubiquitous commercials on TV right now is for the prescription drug Jardians. It's designed to help people with type 2 diabetes keep their blood sugar levels under control. But you probably know it better for its elaborate song and dance routine with an actress enthusiastically extolling its virtues. The commercial has generated quite a bit of buzz, especially among viewers who are curious about who exactly its star performer is. Her name is Deanna Cologne, and she's no stranger to show business. And this definitely isn't her first time on TV, as she was a contestant on America's Got Talent back in 2013. Oh, wow. During her run on the competition show, Cologne blew the judges away when she auditioned with a rendition of And I Am Telling You I'm Not Going from the musical Dreamgirls. She ultimately made it to the quarter semifinals before being eliminated. But that was just the beginning of her career. The same year that she appeared on AGT, she also booked an extensive ad campaign for Big Lots. On top of all... Yada, yada, yada. Okay, we get so, the idea. So, but she has a connection to you. Has a connection to do Tom you Chet. want to go to the Shad Chat first, the Chelsea Let's Fire Wicked Hotline Shad Chat, and see if we have any more guesses of what her connection to Tom Shattuck is? Yes, okay, we'll do that. Here we go. The Jardians girl. I will say this to you. Mm -hmm. I have seen her sing in person. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. Guys, I just don't understand it. If Joe Biden was a boxer, they would have stopped the fight by now. True. I just don't understand how they can allow this man to continue to be president when there is definitely some cognitive issues going on with him. Is it fear that, like, Kamala is the next person up and we're going to get the word salad from her? Well, here's the, the truth on that is Gavin Newsom is headed to Israel. So I think with this weekend, with Joe in the last 72 hours, that there's no way he's going to make it. He's just going to be dead. He will be dead. Well, yeah. I mean, the decline is so rapid. Yeah, and this is it's no the real. the face of. Did you see the pictures too with like blinking nervously, looking around the yeah, corner of the yeah. door? Because I had to hold his hand at one time and <laughs> I like didn't. I had seen part of the video, but I didn't notice blinking in the background, like peeking around the door. Like, is he okay? When he was talking about how, um, what did he say? Like Hamas needs to learn to shoot straight or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. They can't let him keep going out here. It's too much. It's too much. Ooh, all you can eat message. Remember that for tomorrow. Okay. SFM. Oh, Steve from Merrimack. Mm -hmm. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hi, Steve. Steve. Uh, let's take the fact that Joe Biden is president of the United States out of the equation. If you had a family member who was as feeble, yes, minded and as feeble physically as Joe Biden. And you had an interaction with them that was as bizarre and uncomfortable as the interaction he had with Netanyahu in person yesterday. And as rambling and incoherent as his appearance on Air Force One in that, you know, Miami Beach tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. um, and you found out, like, I don't know, five or six hours later that that person had passed away in their sleep. <laughs> 
Would you be shocked? Because I certainly wouldn't be. No, no. It's so embarrassingly awful. Oh. And it's, it's pretty horrifying. I mean, Jill Biden literally is the worst wife in history. She's certainly yeah. the worst first lady in history. And as, you know, Jerry Callahan says, this guy doesn't have a cabinet. He's got visiting angels. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. God. Anyway, it's thank really you. bad. And his face yeah. yesterday mm-hmm. too. You know, we're not a show where we play the videos. We just, you know, play the audio, mm. but go check out those videos because his face was like just bizarre and yeah. drooping and strange and the tracksuit stuff. It's bad Ooh. news. And it's like not good. And he's generally for I think most of the country thinks that he's had a good few days You're going to Israel and showing support with some gaffes. Well, I mean, ages. most of the country doesn't pay attention to any of this at all. Well, no, but, but, but I think that generally like going over there and showing support for Israel, it's that's good. It's right. something that he could be asked backwards on that he's not, thankfully. Yeah, one issue where he's right. not totally on the wrong side of it. So, like, and I don't think that does him any favors because, you know, if he gets a little juke in the poll numbers, that's not good because we want, he, he should just be, he should be in Delaware. They should make the deal to get the kid out of jail and, or keep the kid out of the jail mm-hmm. and he should be in Delaware. This is so, over. This but guy's I have, done. Okay, so on this note, and I'm sorry because I'm going to eat a bunch more time here on the chat chat, but... On this note, and this is something I've been curious about, do you think that this whole Israel thing, because he is a moderate on Israel, um, does this hurt him in the primary when you have, or, you know, in a general where you have Robert Kennedy in there, where, you know, there's like people staking themselves out to the left of Joe Biden on a bunch of issues like Cornell West and whatever. And there's clearly a big contingent of the party that's mad at him about the Israel position, like well, the squad and all their followers. Yes. So is this problematic for him in terms of like electoral prospects if he can't mobilize this radical base? I, I, two weeks ago, I would have said no. Now, seeing that it looks like a you know a, a sixth of Democrats are anti-Semitic, then yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I with, might even go higher than a sixth. Yes. I don't know. And especially since since um, uh, RFK now is is loudly for reparations. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a problem. for He can't be... You got to get... I mean, I hate Gavin Newsom uh, for obvious reasons, but you got to get him. He's the only chance they have. He's going to be... Gavin Newsom's going over there and is going to act presidential. Right. And a lot of Democrats and a lot of media are going to carry everything he says because they want him. They want somebody who can win. Is Trump going to go to Israel? DeSantis has been sending planes over there. Is Trump allowed to leave the country? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, I think that... Trump Do you send no, over Kushner? Trump has no official capacity. I, mean, I guess he could go to Israel. Romney went over to Israel before he ran, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't good. That's when they had to do the the uh, etch sketch, I think. Um, I guess he. I guess he could. I, I don't. I. I don't want Trump to go there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think about it. Uh, okay. Hi, Tom and Alice. Hey, Phil. I wanted to bring up four points from Wednesday's podcast mm-hmm. and get your take on it. Number yes. one, uh, it's it's just too bad you guys don't have video with your audio, and I understand there's uh, restrictions on that. And Oh, so, so it's funny, Phil, because I didn't even know that you're somebody who watches. I guess you do watch because you leave Yeah. You know what it mostly is is that our setup is not that conducive because we're in the same room instead of having the producer be in a different room. 
then. Yeah, and remotely. It's a little bit easier to, to do. Because Tom's recording audio, and I'm taking... You guys don't care about the details of this, but I'm taking the audio straight from him, so it, it there's a weird thing about trying to play videos. If I'm mm-hmm. trying to play the video, like Tom would have to play the audio at the same time, or I would have to replace out that portion of the audio. I don't know. It's a little... Yeah. Our it, setup is not ideal for doing it, and... Yeah, and, and and just writing it, it, there are just time constraints on on it. And we're so seat of the pants. Like last night, the chat chat, we, we our comments were more minimal last night because Alice literally had to, with seconds left, bound out, get to go pick up kids. At right. A, well, I uploaded the podcast and get kids at a play practice. So we got a, there's a lot of stuff happening here, and so planning is it's me driving the kids somewhere or Alice driving the kids somewhere, essentially. Uh, DMing each other stories mm-hmm. and ideas throughout the it's day. Essent- I mean, it's there are ways we could figure out to do it, but it would take some. We'd have to kind of gerrymander, right? Jerry rig something, so, and yeah. Um, and so right now the priority is to be able to live stream for Patreon folks and to be able to get the podcast up, get the audio up every right. night. It's right now, if circumstances change for us, and it's possible that they will. Then we could integrate all sorts of lights and posters. If we had all day to do it, man, that would be great. Yeah. Probably some technical issues trying to accommodate both. But anyway, I took a peek at the Biden Q and A that he had mm-hmm. uh, on Air Force One. I think it was it was uh, still in Germany at the time. But anyway, it was incredible how. Well, first of all, we all know how terrible he looks and talks. Yep. But the cast of characters behind him peeking through yes. the entryway uh, <laughs> yes. exactly and felt. looking in behind him, they all had this look of panic on their faces, <laughs> like, holy crap, let's make sure we grab him before he says anything yes. stupid. Um, uh, Blinken was in there, John Kirby and uh, KJP. <laughs> they were ready, looked like they were ready to grab him and drag oh, yes. him back if he said anything remotely stupid, and, and they had this look of dread. I mean, that's an unguarded area when you go back to that part of the the mm-hmm. plane to where the press is hanging out and he could say anything who knows Plus, <laughs> he's been up publish all day. It. but anyway uh, it was funny at one point uh kjp says uh okay we gotta wrap this up guys and he just kept gabbing and they he, he <sighs> probably they probably got off the reporters at least five or six more questions before they finally grabbed yeah him. and it's a tough one it's not like a like a bilat you know where he and another leader are sitting down or they're doing a camera spray inside of uh, the cabinet room, et cetera, where the press can be ushered out. They can't right. usher them out of the airplane. I'd like to see it happen sometime, but they can't do it as yeah. it stands now. I'm away. But I thought that was pretty funny. And if you Google it and pull up the Fox uh, broadcast of that little Q&A, it, it's, it's truly amazing. Uh, number two, I noticed through uh, some of the audios lately, the latest speech crutch is the word literally and it seems to be quite popular with the female population mm. that uh, they basically say i was literally you know fill in the blank oh uh, yes and it has uh maybe surpassed the uh you know and right. like like yeah so i think although alice is not a little i, say, I don't think we have that do problem. i maybe i do i don't I know don't so. i know that i say like all the time and whenever i hear myself it drives me freaking I like crazy it. it's youthful I try to stop. Literally is the new speech crutch of uh, of this generation. Mm. Number three, um, please. Another speech crutch is what you hear on the Minahan show. Is you've started to say this now? Yeah, 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 yeah,
Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 speech and i hear people talk about like this in person now too mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. well i just say yeah 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 to you because I'm... no it's different alice i'm trying to tell you yeah, yeah yeah i know just it's fine take no offense to this but middle names of robinson or emerson you're making you're gonna make this kid sound like he's some little prepster and totally right phil mm-hmm. totally right i'm telling you man I'm, i agree with you uh disgusting names yep. in my own opinion yeah peter f- perfectly fine name perfectly in fact fine. Uh, my older son's name is peter there we go, there you, go. Hey, you know what phil as a matter of fact i said that we should name him peter rabbit shattuck <laughs> i'm serious i would do that well it's not pretentious <laughs> it's not it would be great peter, peter rabbit, rabbit shattuck. Call peter rabbit no matter what so why not i'm serious i'd be for it give him a chance to have a serious personality nobody's middle name is rabbit <laughs> nobody's middle name is rabbit that's true but a good middle name and i'm a little bit biased but i'm going back to an earlier uh chat chat where i suggested some uh serbian names mm-hmm. and i come back with philip or philippe spelled with an f and with you an don't f. have the double p sound alice which you were concerned about with uh peter paul or peter popper or whatever so uh, Peter Philip Shattuck, I think, has a nice ring to it. And last but not least. Mark in the chat says Peter Pan Shattuck. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Peter Pan Shattuck. That is one of my favorite literary characters of all time, too. So that's another reason I like PPS. the name Peter. So PFS sounds like a disease. <laughs> Tom, you uh, challenged the listeners to the connection between the Jardiance singer mm-hmm. and yes. Tom Shattuck. Here we go. Yep. And I'm just going to throw out a guess that. Oh, yes, she's also a graduate of Winchester High School. Oh! Let me know if I win the booby prize. Don't today. say anything right. yet, because I think there might one. be See other Jardians messages, so don't say anything yet. Phil, I will say that is an astute, mm-hmm. an astute guess, but I cannot let you Fritz know. Fritz in the chat says Peter Severin Shattuck, which Ooh. that's kind of a good one, in honor of the late Jay Severin. Does Fritz know Jay Severin? I don't know if Fritz knows Jay Severin. But interesting choice. For sure. Do you think the whack jobs on the far left are finally starting to realize just how idiotic the squad is and how their comments are just so stupid when it comes to their take on the whole Israel, Gaza, Palestine, Hamas situation? And I really hope that these four dumbbells that we have that constitutes the squad will be voted out when more their time that. comes yeah. up. And, uh, you know, we finally get some more real people in office that will honestly make change for the better. No, they're not going anywhere. They're all super red, di- blue districts, and they, they're all good at fundraising, especially AOC. They're not going anywhere. Um, and uh, although in New York, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't doesn't matter for with AOC where where she is. And she actually hasn't been the worst on this issue. Yeah, she's not the worst. She's not told. She doesn't think they should be pushed into the sea. <laughs> she doesn't want all the Jewish people in the Middle East killed. So right. that's a start. All right, you ready, Albie? I'm ready. You got another one as we were talking here. Wow. Here we go. This one says, here we go. Naming convention. Here we go. Let's go. 
Oh, hey, Allison. Um, Tom, we hey, got uh, just... football tonight. We got Saints hey. and Jaguars. All right. I nice. believe they're they're playing in uh, New Orleans. Um, I'm gonna. I'm thinking about doing every, every Thursday. I'm thinking about doing every Thursday an NFL NFL pick. Ooh. Okay. For every Thursday game, Saints and Jaguars. Um, where I can do multiple picks going into Sunday, and then whatever I uh, win with those picks through the Hard Rock Casino app, um, I will donate it to uh, Riley Kids. That's what I'm thinking, anyway. But um, Riley, yeah, I got the uh, Jaguars winner tonight. Okay, Trevor Lawrence, good, promising quarterback. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to pick them, but that's who I'm picking. I mean, all right, I'm gonna bye. Ha- okay, I hate to disappoint Ooh. you, my friend, but uh, the New Orleans Football Saints will beat mm-hmm. the uh, Jacksonville Football Jaguars. And you want to score, Alice? Sure, let's hear a score. Thirty-one seventeen. Blow out. Okay. Hi. My name is Joe Biden. Joe Biden? And I'm melting. I'm melting, yeah. You heard it? He does look like he's melting. melting. He was melting last night. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Yes, that was uh, no bueno last evening. Jennifer. Hello, Allison Tom. Hi. Hi. This is Jennifer. I've been listening for many, many, many years. Oh, that's great. Um, first of all, Alice and Tom, good luck with the new baby coming. Thank you. I'm with you in spirit, Alice. Thank um, you. And uh, the other thing is, thank you so much for voicing my feeling and my thoughts um, about this war in Israel. Mm. Oh, um, thank you. And the the last thing is, um, I, I'm upset because I hear a lot about who's, who's the best guitarist huh. and, um, <laughs> you know, um, anyway, don't forget Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can see your eyes rolling now, Tom. <laughs> um, and please don't forget, uh, Donald Fagan and Walter Becker from, steely dan what what awesome bands um they were so anyway have a very good day and take care of each other thank you thank you jennifer it was great to hear from you it was great to hear from you jennifer yeah um so you know i always had a problem with the grateful dead because i had a problem with people who followed the dead now as it turns out a lot of big conservatives follow the dead and coulter's Hmm. a huge dead person there's a few others up there yeah. Well, not have paid her for that, Jesus. No, she is. She is. That's interesting. It, it, and, but I will admit, the Dead that were at one time kind of a sloppy, do nothing band in the, in the mid '60s, they definitely did their own thing. There's no doubt about that. I just had a problem with their following over the years. Um, it just because I had a problem with their following over the years. I'm sure. By the way, I would. If Little Miss Australia 300. <laughs> wants to listen to the dead with me i will listen all day long um <sighs> but um but as far as steely dan goes they're really proficient they're really good and i think also like the band chicago there's a lot of really proficient bands that were huge in the 70s um yes they are excellent 
But uh, the, but uh, Eddie Van Halen speaks a little bit more to me and some of those other guys. There was, in one of the comments, one of the YouTube comments, there were some more suggestions, too. Uh, one of the YouTube commenters said, David Gilmore, Nita Strauss, and Billy Gibbons. Yeah, Billy Gibbons of uh, ZZ Top. That's a great one. Very unique. That, it, it should be in there somewhere. David Gilmore is a great guitarist. He 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 plays a kind of guitar, especially the solos. He's from Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. so think of the great guitar. I've heard of that. And Pink Floyd, you would know a lot of the stuff. He also plays the guitar solo in No More Lonely Nights, Paul McCartney, hmm. which is a great guitar solo. Maybe my favorite guitar solo. So yeah, there's a lot. He should be in there somewhere too. Yeah, this is a, it's a tough. It's a that's a whole convention of discussion that needs to happen about the guitarists. All right, I'll be. Are you ready? Ready. Hey, Tom. Uh, maybe we could get hey. the uh, Board of Education to hold a moment of silence for whoever massacred your hairline, you <laughs> fat, bald cracker. What? I hope you die of a heart attack today. Jesus. It started off with a review of hair, <laughs> and then somebody called me a cracker. And that might, that, that might be a cracker, too. Started off talking about the school committee in their moment of silence. Yeah. Um, so it, as far as my hairline goes, goes, this is where it is up here. I've been told by some people that my hair is thinning out, in, which is very possible. I am 50 now. We'll see. But your hairline's not that different. You've always had kind of a largish forehead. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. I am a cracker. Um, I guess I'm bald. And I could die of a heart attack. <laughs> I, we're, we're pretty much a cancer family, but I could die of a heart attack. You could be right on that. You were, by the way, welcome. But to you're me. fatter than most of your relatives that have died of cancer. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So heart attack could be more your wheelhouse, really. It could be. It could be. There's any. This is a photo finish end of the race <laughs> here for any number of things. So, but yes, thank you for Fritz the call. Fritz says your hair looks great. Thank you, Fritz. Thank you. Morgan always compliments your hair, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Morgan. I appreciate it. Um, okay. Are you ready, Alice? I'm ready. Oh, this is the last one. This one has Jardians in in the name. Okay. Mike. Fun fact for you. Yeah. If you read the very small fine print at the bottom of the Jardians commercial... Mm-hmm. Is this it warns of a potentially life-threatening bacterial infection what? of your perineum. What is a perineum? Which is the <laughs> proper medical term for your taint. What? Is that true? Alice, is that true? <laughs> is it true that it warns that? What's the question? It, is that what a perineum is? I think so. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Let me see. Uh, it, it actually says this. Um, if you search for giardians and taint... You'll come up with uh, some some info on that. And Tom, I just hope this isn't what you and that woman have in common. Oh my goodness, my goodness. Um, no, it is not. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to tell you, Alice, mm-hmm. that our friend Phil absolutely nailed it. I heard her sing Deanna Cologne in June of 1991 at what event, Alice? Uh, the Winchester High School graduation. That is correct. Back then, her name. It was... It wasn't in May. I don't know when it was. Often graduations was are in May. Barely allowed in, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but were you one of the kids that they had to give you a fake blank diploma? We thought, it would, we thought and, it would, they, and you'd have to finish up over the summer. We thought it would be that, and the picture that they showed us a proof like has the biggest Mr. Burns overbite. It, it was just a, it, all of those years are total and utter regrets. Everything is awful. Everything is awful. 
But yes, uh, Deanna Cologne was at that time Deanna Della Chapa. Deanna Della Chapa. And she was the one who had to sing everything. That was because she was a really good singer. Mm-hmm. So she's singing there. She's singing the national anthem at the whatever pep rally. She's singing this and this. And this. She was the singer. And so mm-hmm. she, she went on to be a singer. And now she's the Jardian star, as a matter of fact, wow. Alice. Always a very nice person, as far as I remember. <sighs> Never uh, mean to me. May not have said a word to me ever in those four years. But, but she didn't She didn't hurt you. She didn't talk about like my hairline people. or call me a cracker. That's all I was looking for, for people. Thank you so much for listening and for all the great messages, everybody. Um, We appreciate all of you so much. Those of you on Patreon who join us for the live chats and the live shows, it's so fun hanging out with you every night. Um, If you want to join that, that's patreon.com slash burn barrel. We also do a bit. You know, we did say that you were making a point today that, you know, all of us, all Republicans are like saying, yeah, look, now it's their insurrection. Yeah, we didn't even get to that. Yeah, but the point is, in, in, in that we're having fun so c- catching them being um, hypocrites. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that none of their people are going to go to jail for this, and they keep putting our people in jail for stuff, and that's going to be a problemo. Maybe we should revisit that uh, Sunday. Sunday, we'll talk more about that if we haven't had a baby by that point. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, if so you, when you have the baby, are we just not doing shows? Or well, do I, I don't do show or what? What is well, that? Well, I don't. I might be. Not able to do a show for a couple of days, potentially, depending on timing. One doesn't know. But I can't do, I don't know, I can do Zoom meetings with people, but I can't do video without you. I can, maybe, I can, maybe I can walk you through it remotely by phone. Maybe you can do video from your infirmary. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, anyway, if you want to join us for the live videos and extra content and stuff, you can do that. Uh, Patreon.com slash Burn Barrel and the show's free Burn Barrel Podcast.com. Ice cream. Mm, ice cream. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.